and mm-hmm. she guided me through the process and then took me and I saw different parts of my life. I went back in and saw ch- my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. I saw things from a different perspective. So some some say it's almost like, like a life review mm-hmm. and that's certainly what it was for me. I was taken back to key points in my life um, and reviewed them and, and also reviewed where I'd not been very nice in my life, so where I'd made decisions that perhaps I hadn't seen how they affected the other person because I was always only aware of my side of the story. So she showed me theirs, but there wasn't, the, the interesting thing for me in that state was. Welcome to Galactic Guidance, the show that channels the wisdom of beings from higher realms. Join us as we tap into the cosmic consciousness and receive messages of clear guidance to help us navigate our spiritual evolution on planet Earth. So sit back, relax, and let's connect into the higher frequency. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another riveting episode of Galactic Guidance. And today we have our channel, Lisa Brandis. And Lisa Brandis is a conscious channel who brings in the higher dimensional being of Anya. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Looking forward to today. I have no idea what's going to come through. No, we never know what's going to come through. We don't plan it. It's whatever comes through, comes through. So for those of you who don't know Lisa's story in terms of how um, she became a channel for Anya, please go to a previous episode where she talks all about it and yeah hear the incredible magical story so basically lisa goes into a state and um brings in anya who is her guide a high dimensional being and then we have a discussion with anya Mm -hmm. so whenever you're ready lisa to go into that state i'll get started right away i'll see you soon Mm, see you on the other side Mm. We're just beginning by running some extra energy for Lisa. She was a little bit stressed this morning and while she doesn't like that term because it triggers her, it was definitely needed. So we've just sent her some golden healing energy to just allow her to take her time to breathe, to settle and to trust. It is a surrender process and quite often the mind is always questioning what if I can't, what if I'm too present and so she's just allowing and we're allowing her to hold space in your consciousness so that she can just trust and begin to relax. So we are so excited to be here with you again, Eleni, and look forward to helping and teaching and sharing anything that we can in order to elevate consciousness and bring more healing and light information through to your people. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Anya, for joining us today. Mm. Well, a question just popped into my head and so I thought given that it's just popped in, I'll, yeah. I'll ask you this this question um at the at the moment it's the the talk about and the discussion about plant medicine is getting um you know more common and more common as people find out about the magical powers of plant medicine and i'm going in for my 
um, seventh plant medicine ceremony on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you could talk on on the topic from a higher perspective. Mm, yes, absolutely. You know, there is there is a lot of uh, support for the human beings in order to elevate consciousness at the moment and in order to find tools and different healing modalities to uh, allow the transformation of fear-based thoughts and thinkings to be surrendered so that they can experience an expression of the divinity that is within. So it is through different modalities, different experiences that one will seek to understand themselves on a high perspective. We would like to mention that it is highly, highly Uh, important that one is held in a sacred space to do so because it can bring about change that is um, at a faster rate than would normally transpire the plant medicine can uh, quicken the experience and therefore then there is the 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 aftermath of that effect, that for some people it can cause them to go into an imbalanced state emotionally, mentally and physically. So we understand the desire to just move through things quickly is definitely part of the human condition at this time and space to want everything to happen quickly. But we would like to mention that 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 is not always the best for every person. So it is really an individual choice based on who you are, what you've experienced. It can be very, very good for people that have had trauma um, in order to um, move into a place of understanding and ultimately accepting because whatever has happened has happened and quite often the pain that people keep re-experiencing is through the memory centres and through the brains holding on and the emotional holding on to that which has transpired in the past. So plant medicine with the guidance of Gaia and the highly trained practitioners that hold sacred space and they play such an important role in the energy that they hold because it is important that one feels safe otherwise they can be taken down a path through the mind's consciousness that slips them into a fear state the plant medicine will give them what it is that is present within their consciousness at the time so we have experienced or some have experienced fear becoming elevated and this is where you hear those experiences of unwanted um journeys uh, so that is where caution is is um, from our perspective warranted yes but it can also be very life-changing liberating and and healing and also the the energy creates <clears throat> the energy creates a synergy within the human beings that are present with it which is about the vulnerability and the sharing and the open heart space and the love and that is mostly where we would like to focus on that if that it's clear on your intentions as to why you do it if your intention is coming from a place of understanding and healing yourself and learning to love yourself and learning to accept the human you know the human aspect of self and everything that you've experienced everything that you are and everything that you have been 
when you're clear that there is a pathway for support and healing, then it's the path of least resistance. So getting clear on your intentions beforehand, not rushing into this as a decision, it's very, it needs reverence and respect. It's a very, um, hence it's only just being started to be spoken about publicly. It was very much about the sacredness of it, was about keeping it so that only those who were called through the spirit of ayahuasca or plant medicine would be called forth to then find the experience. Now people are coming at it from a lot of different avenues, you see. So it's it's attracting probably some that may not be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you say, it's all about the, about the intention, first of all, and secondly about, um, you know, making sure that you are in a safe, sacred space that can really manage the energies and, and help assist you integrate with whatever learnings you've had from it. So yeah. they're the two main things, which is what is the intention and um, who who will be running this ceremony, who will be supporting you. It has to be somebody who's very experienced in this space. Yeah. That's really important. And the support afterwards because those in the medical community do not understand this so therefore they're not able to support as they would have traditionally in other areas. So it is also about having support afterwards with people that understand the plant medicine and how it works on the physical body after the after the experience, as well as it on a psychological and spiritual level. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. That is okay. Um, another question <clears throat> just came to my mind and it's about Kundalini. So in in the body uh, we have this, you know, dormant serpent that's that's at the base of our spine, which is our kundalini energy. And for some of us, it right it goes up, but it doesn't quite hit the crown. For others, it does hit the crown, and it all happens at different times. I'm currently doing a course actually, which you know, it's all about facilitating the the rising of the kundalini energy. Is is it that um, no matter what, it's it's a destiny thing. So, no, you know, I could be doing this course for the next five years, but if I'm not supposed to have it reach my crown until 10 years' time, that's when it's going to be. Or can it be facilitated by certain practices to quicken? So, again, we're talking about the quickening of the mm-hmm. journey because the plant medicine also quickens the journey and certainly practices that, facilitate the rising of kundalini also quicken the journey and it's no wonder that i'm in this space because i'm all about <laughs> let's do it let's qu- let's quickly do it and so um what is your opinion in terms of well not your opinion but what is your guidance in terms of is this something that will happen when it's supposed to happen or can we actually um manipulate the rising of kundalini we feel that it's an individual experience again the the feminine aspect can certainly bypass some of the old traditional standard practices that have come through the masculine energy so as we are moving into a more of a feminine state 
there is a there is a way in which the kundalini can rise through play and through movement and through dance and through sacred embrace and through self-love and actualization that can um, give a result of speeding up the process because when one surrenders and drops into the heart then of course the energy integrates the energy integrates so that you can be of service to others so that you can hold sacred space for yourself for your loved ones so it is it is a <clears throat> seen as a practical tool we we like the humans can express themselves from a spiritual energetic way in multifaceted ways and whichever way bring you to a state of um, experiencing that quantum field of recognition, that experience that state of unconditional love that humans call enlightenment, any moment that you surrender into the heart and into that sacred embrace, whether it be through the kundalini processes, through the meditation that that, that that practice brings you into, whether it be through healing, Reiki healing, other forms of touch therapy, um, through hypnotherapy, what, whatever different modalities you're using or plant medicine, it's all giving you opportunities and pathways that open for you to recognize and identify the soul that is within that is experiencing itself in human form. We would like to... To say though that you are here and you wanted to be here to express the soul as a human form so what can happen sometimes is if you bypass <clears throat> some of the natural <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> just clearing our throat when you bypass some of the natural states of evolution it can have a, an emotional cause and effect on the physical body that can sometimes feel very uncomfortable to the human. So it is like with anything, if you run too fast and if you're running in the wrong direction, it can take you faster into a fear state. If you're moving out of alignment and you put the accelerator on, if you're moving in alignment and you put the accelerator on, then of course it's fine. It brings more love, more peace, more enlightenment to you and to others. But it is about sometimes the human doesn't understand which way they're going. And that's when they can trip over themselves. So it is it is the human being has the multifaceted emotions that that we from our perspective don't have to deal with. And they get very confusing and conflicting. So you would know this is the ego. So when that part of you is trying to understand and comprehend that which is broader and uh, more vast than the human brain can fully understand it can create experiences that can cause some um missteps is probably the best word so it, it it is it life will bring you back into balance chaos will come when you elevate too fast you will be brought back into balance because this is the journey. There is a natural evolution of the soul that can't really be um, fast-tracked because you wouldn't be able to comprehend it all nor enjoy or savour the experience. So if you were to fast-track it too fast, it would feel frustrating and confusing for you. Do you understand? It wouldn't feel like the ebb and the flow and the peace 
and the love and the contentment and the happiness. Sometimes that has to be slowed down in order to be savoured and fully experienced. It is like percolating a really good coffee. Sometimes it needs to be, it needs time in order to have the richness and the depth um, that brings about the savouring of it versus just quickly moving through it and it tastes like murky water. You see, when we rush the process, we don't fully get the embodiment of it. So we hope that gives an, an understanding that you can digest. Yes, thank you so much for that. Thank you. I've got um, one final question about non-doership. So there's much that's been written about that we're really not the doer, that the doer happens um, from a higher perspective. We're just really the vessel. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of striking that balance, in terms of, as an example, I'm writing my second book mm -hmm. and mm, at the moment I'm not really motivated to write it. Um, and, and my sort of thinking about it is, um, well, I'm the non-doer. When it's time for me to write it, it'll come through me and I will write it. So I don't, need to, I don't need to write it at the moment because I'm not passionate about writing it this, this week. It might change next week. So how do we strike a balance in terms of doing the actions that we need to take to fulfil our mission whilst we're on earth versus just waiting for that energy to come through the body and to express itself. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's a very, very good question and understanding this will will change things for you, Eleni. So when, when you create an experience that opens to the spiritual aspect coming through, you take a physical action towards that surrendered experience. So for Lisa, as an example, when she gives somebody Reiki, we know that's a pathway when we can come through and communicate with her and with her clients. So it is an action she takes, whether she is in alignment with us. She was not in alignment before we began to channel. She was wondering whether she would be able to bring us through but she took the action anyway because on a human level she had a commitment to you. So whether the mind believes it's able to channel, there is an arrangement that has been made and that's when then the surrender takes place. So as she is put in a position where you asked for us to come through, you called our energy through, she had a moment of surrender where she trusts that we will be here or if we're not, or if she's unable to bring us through, then she on a human level will be able to deal with that exchange. Whereas if she was not to have made that arrangement with you, then it's very likely we would not have had this exchange in this experience. So the same can be said with your book. We would suggest that whether you feel like it or not, you set aside a time to be open to working with your guides and with the benevolence that is here to work through you as a teacher and as one who shares wisdom. But the expectation you have is what is getting in the way of it. It has to sometimes start by being a messy experience. It has to start by being some of your words first and Lisa's channel when she first began, she was in and out a little bit as she surrendered and then we started to move through and, and 
were able to have more of her consciousness than when she first began in this session. So it is the same. You might have to start writing in in and then allowing for the space for the wisdom to join you versus not having an experience. But when you, it is a dance. It is a fine dance because when you try too hard, you almost hold out that inspiration as well. So it becomes, it is it is not always easy to allow the mind that is used to being the doer, is using your words, the doer and the one that takes action and makes things happen, you know, have to create space. It is a very powerful being that has that ability to motivate herself and to take positive action and to hold herself accountable. Those that don't have that won't achieve it. So it is part of your makeup for a reason. And then it is the other side is just is just having that exchange and that surrender. And we can we can suggest that rather than focusing on what's coming through, how well it's being written in the beginning, if you can focus on the person, just one one reader that, that you can relate to, that you know that this book is being written for, one person perhaps like you where you were in the beginning, or someone that that feels it can it can help the mind to settle in and move aside to allow the inspiration to come through you. But you're in partnership with spirit. Remember, you are your spirit is in partnership with you. So therefore, you are a very important part of the story and part of the journey. For without your consciousness, you wouldn't be this this the spirit would have no vessel with which to pass a message through to the humans. And again, we say this that the humans need someone relatable. They need someone that they can hear the message through. They need that human aspect that they can see themselves in and then beyond that see the benevolence of themselves within you and then also within themselves. So they see the angelic aspect of you and they identify with the human aspect of you. Does this make sense? So all of that is an important part of the stream of writing. Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is that it's the action that sort of um, starts the connection process. Whereas what I was sort of, you know, thinking was that I've just got to wait for this, you know, fire <laughs> to start within me and then take the action. But what you're saying is it's the action that sort of begins the process. That will so take we- a very long time to write your book because the human gets very busy, you see. So it is unless you wish to be woken at 3am every morning or when there is a time that you aren't busy with work or life or aren't being called in different directions and this is this is very much the human condition unless you had a lot of time where you were just sitting around waiting for inspiration to land you need the life and the the experiences and the exchanges to create the energy with which ideas form and creativity comes. You can use certain tools like angel cards to bring inspiration. We know you're already working with these. You can use tools like crystals and essential oils and candles and having a sacred ceremony. It is important to set the intention that you call your guides in. So if you wish to co-author a book with your guides and it's setting that clear intention that I'm open, write with me, asking them really clearly every time you sit down to write, this is us, let's get going. So as you make it clear to your guides that you're working in tandem with them and that it is your clear intention to bring through spirit wisdom blended with your words and your wisdom, 
then it will it will form because that part you can do really well the you the you that part is where you have that confidence and so you leverage that confidence and then the guides can come in on that higher frequency and getting into a space of gratitude also helps gratitude for your life anything where you're in a state of positive um uh if, if you can find beauty outside like a flower or something to just some some something to be in awe of anything like that just puts you in a state and then start writing about the flower and how beautiful it is and then it'll flow on from there if that makes sense the other way you can do it is more of a traditional sense where you can start with a clear outline as to the kinds of information you would like to write and the kinds of things you would like to share so that then you have a starting point to work on with your guides so it's certainly a blend of the traditional and the spiritual coming in because we know the traditional works because it gets the humans into a state where they're open to alignment they've made a decision and they're determined so therefore they have this action and this causation already moving in that direction Perfect. That's been been really helpful. Thank you so much, Anya. Before Before we bring Lisa back completely, is there one final thing that you would like to tell the audience about anything at all? Ah, So much, so much, so much. We, We would like to acknowledge all the people like yourself that are bringing through conscious conversations now there is an awakening and a shift that has happened that is where there is an embracing of spirituality more than ever before but an empowered form of spirituality and we are very much invested in this exchange in order to help humanity move through the shift that is happening it is there is light frequency there are there are um energetic uh, downloads that are available for people there are shifts in consciousness that are vastly evolving the human race because it is important that there is extra support now we have not come to the aid and service of humanity before in the way that we are now because it is needed it is needed that the human race move out of duality and out of fear and into a sacred acceptance of the benevolence and a love and a community. And um, so we just want to say thank you. Thank you to all those like you who are stepping up, who are feeling the fear and taking the courage to share what they know and their truth and knowing that it is received by others and quite often the healer or the light worker doesn't always understand the impact that they're having because we understand it can be difficult as well. So it is just a simple thank you. Keep going. You're doing great. And we are here supporting you all. Every human being has a guide or guides that are here just waiting to be called forth into service. And it is our greatest pleasure to blend in this way or however It is inspired within each soul to be able to find and to experience more peace whilst they are having this human experience. So we leave it there. (laughs) Thank you so much. Really appreciate you being here. 
Mm. It was our pleasure. Namaste. I can feel myself coming right in at the end. <laughs> I can just like I can feel like yeah. It, it, it felt like a very um, light channel for me today. Could be yeah. I could feel my consciousness very present. Mm. Beautiful. That's great. You were part of the conversation. Yeah, today. I was very much a part of it today. <laughs> so, what's with what was said today? Do you have any kind of um, anything you'd like to add, or so? What, what was the first? Just re refresh because the, the first one was plant medicine, and um, it was all yeah. about you know we've just got to be mindful about the quickening of the process, and yeah. that we need to know. We need to make sure that, you know, we have the right intention and that we are in the safe, sacred space. Yes. I think support is a big thing for that. I know that and I've, I've, as a healer, I've come across other people that have had very traumatic experiences after it. So um, I think many more that have had wonderful experience. So it really is such a personal journey, but the key is support, making sure that, yeah, that there's experience, that you're working with experienced practitioners, um, that you respect and have reverence for the, the plant medicine. It's, it's I think when I, when I experienced it, there was, it, it was very clear that it wasn't a drug. It was a medicine. So it was here to help. And, and that understanding that I think and having I think a little bit of fear is a good thing for me I was I was very intimidated by it and I think that's actually a good thing because that creates that space for reverence whereas if you just go in oh yeah you know <laughs> willy-nilly and don't really respect it I have a feeling that oh no I respect it <laughs> <laughs> I really respect it I, I know how powerful it is oh yeah and I'm only uh, only done it once and I've heard of people that had really challenging experiences the first time I was one of the blessed ones in that mine was just beautiful it was um very loving very nurturing I certainly got told some truths <laughs> that were a little hard to hear but mostly her energy just felt like the most loving grandmother like her her voice was just infused with love and compassion. And even when she was sharing... There, there so was for those listening, when, when you're saying, um, I just want to clarify, when you're saying her her and grandmother, what you're talking about is Mother Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I just, I just, for me, she felt like she was Gaia, Mother Earth. So to me, that's how she expressed herself. I had, um, it was so interesting because I had about five different psychic messages that I was going to go on the journey. So I remember being at the gym and suddenly having like a snake come up into my awareness. So for me, I was getting messages of the snake and, and a connection with ayahuasca and then just hearing conversations. And this was when no one talked about it. So it was very rare to kind of, and then, and then piqued my curiosity and asked a few more questions. So yeah, there was, and then I had a dream as well. So there was, she kind of came to me in a few different ways and then I went on the journey. So, um, Beautiful. Yeah. And you said to me earlier when we were speaking before this session, you said that as soon as you closed your eyes, it was like I was talking to you. It was very clear. She basically yeah. had a conversation with you. And what it changed? Was audible. It was audible. So I could have literally, because my eyes were closed, but I, if I'd opened, because it's almost like when you know when we meditate and we go into 
like the most incredible visual state. You, you feel like you're in the dream, but you're mm -hmm. totally awake in the dream. And I couldn't see her, but I could hear her. So she felt like a voice that was all around me. So if, 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 if you were to imagine like being in the movie scene of the most incredibly beautiful setting and then hearing her voice all around you, that's what it felt like to me. And it was audible, but not because I was in a meditative space, but it was real in the dream state that I was in. So, mm -hmm. and she guided me through the process and then took me and I saw different parts of my life. I went back in and saw ch my childhood. Um, I saw things from a different perspective. So some some say it's almost like, like a life review mm -hmm. and that's certainly what it was for me. I was taken back to key points in my life um, and reviewed them and, and also reviewed where I not been very nice in my life so where I'd made decisions that perhaps I hadn't seen how they affected the other person because I was always only aware of my side of the story so she showed me theirs but there wasn't that the interesting thing for me in that state was my human aspect if I'd seen it I would have felt remorse and guilt and shame and horrible emotions around perhaps the way that my behavior made someone else feel because it was negative but in this state, I didn't because she loved me and accepted me exactly as I was. There was no judgment. And that allowed me to not judge myself and forgive myself because of that exchange that was very hurtful and it was a family dynamic with mm. my mother. <laughs> so, Interesting yeah. because um, with my first plant medicine experience with psilocybin, that I I got that too, the other person's perspective. I felt like I got the behind the scenes, the life review. So it was wow. very, 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 very similar. So what was the one thing that changed the way you did life after that plant medicine experience? Well, I tried to make amends with the person involved and she didn't accept it. <laughs> was something that I learned I went wow because when I'd seen it I had a deep reverence and an understanding and kind of I sought forgiveness and I didn't get it so in the end I realized that we can't control how other people receive us so what was more important was that I forgave myself and whether I got you know kind of um forgiveness from the person in my life it it didn't matter because I kind of thought that the process was more about forgiving myself and I was a lot kinder and gentler with with myself because that's what she demonstrated to me it was it was understanding the human aspect we all make mistakes we all hurt each other we get hurt it's kind of as we're it's almost like I started to see myself as that little child that stumbles and falls, but instead of being berated, like I would berate myself and be very hard and mean to myself, I'd just be like, oh, okay, up you get. And there was just a bit more kindness to myself, which is huge. Like for us to shift out of that, that yeah. chronic negative thinking and be gentler and more loving. That, Absolutely. Self-compassion yeah. is the beginning of, of the whole transformation process. It's got to start there. Yeah. It's got to start, well, you know, first it's observation and then and then awareness and then self self-compassion is what we need to do is be really compassionate about the human that we are. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that transpires to every client I work with. So when, when you've elevated to a place of self-love and acceptance, then you can – you can absolutely honour and accept and hold non-judgment for others because we all understand that we're 
all doing the best we can with who we are and what we know. And if we knew better, we'd do better. So quite often that space of unconditional love that we can hold for another allows them, like the grandmother medicine did for me, gosh, I've never thought of it like this. So here's the big thing. (laughs) Here's what I got from ayahuasca. That because that was demonstrated to me, I've been able to hold that space and demonstrate for others. others. It's got to flow. Wonder the healing so profound. Yeah, that's there's the yeah. You know, the more we love ourselves, the more we can love others. The more we forgive ourselves, the more we can forgive others. It's got to start with us first. And so there was like we we had a few discussions today. One was the plant medicine. The second one was the kundalini, and the third one was yeah. What did she say about that? She was like. You can fast track it, but you might not want to. Is that basically what she was saying? Like, it, it, cause, cause I'm yeah. aware that, uh, do you know Tranvalo Mel Chikidek? I can never say his name properly, but he did the, um, he did a lot of work around helping people to create, um, uh, the, oh, the six sided pyramid. What's it called? <laughs> Can't think of the name of it now. The spinning, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I know, I know the name too, but I can't, I can't say it. Anyway, he he basically did it the masculine way where it was all step-by-step process and it was like this long breath work kind of building the energy slowly. And then a, a woman came in and just basically went, oh, you just do it like this and then just dropped in and got, got the Merkabah going. So she basically activated a Merkabah. But she did it through the feminine energy, which was just, just, there was just a knowing. She just knew how to do it and trusted and just went with it. So it was that masculine step-by-step kind of process versus women just sometimes know and we just do it. And he, he understood that there was a female way, which was just just something innate within us that allows us to just activate something with an intention. And I know that unconditional love and a heart, open heart has something to do with it because unless that unless that's present, well, that is the divine feminine, right, isn't it, when we are in that state of open-hearted yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what she was referring to as well because I was aware of that, that knowing in my head of that, of knowing that there's a masculine way of doing it. And then, and then there's, there's a feminine way of doing it. But yeah. there's always a, well, I, I trust in the spirit. If we're supposed to do things quickly because the world needs us to be in service, there's a fast track going on. I see healers that come through now. Like for us, it was really long and slow in the beginning. And now people can just suddenly drop into channeled states a lot easier than I certainly did in the beginning. So I do think certainly because the because the energy in the planet is is of a higher frequency than it used to be. And so that yeah. facilitates and the collective. Um, the collective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the collective. So that facilitates um, this quickening for this type of work, you know, at this moment. So wonderful. What an incredible conversation we had um, on three really big topics, plant medicine, uh, kundalini, and then it was all about motivation and yeah. motivation and taking action first. And then you get the, the guidance from your family of light. So, but you need to take the action first. Yeah, they need a space to come yeah. through. Otherwise, they will find it at three in the morning. <laughs> so I, find, I always find that with my channeled experience, they're waiting for me to take the first step and then they'll come in. So one step towards spirit, ten steps towards you. But we have to take that step towards spirit. Because we are, we are always, as, as human beings, we have to ask for support. And I've found we have to ask daily. 
It's not just to ask once and then they'll forever be hovering in our heads. And I don't think that would be healthy for us either. You know, I do think that we, we need to know who we are as separate to the beings that we communicate with and, and yeah, one step towards the gods and ten steps towards us. They take ten steps towards us. I love I that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that beautiful analogy. That's beautiful, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you for today for bringing in such magical wisdom. And as as Anya said, you didn't want to do it, but you did. No, I had the dog. I've got a little Kelpie puppy that didn't want to be in his crate and I held him off. So it was probably my fault because I got him a bit overtired because I'm like, I've got to do this at this time. <laughs> anyway, he yeah. wasn't happy about it. But he, as soon as we started channeling, I noticed he stopped barking. So you know stopped what? Immediately. And then he kept saying to me, have you not, have you not noticed yet? Because this was a big stress for me, having this very lively Kelpie puppy. And I work from home. <laughs> so I was like, what was I thinking? But every time I've actually needed to do an online session and I have backed them right off or had a client come, the universe has just worked things out. Either George has oh, been yeah. home or the dog. Yeah, there, there is there is this support that we there forget sometimes. Yeah, we are being held. We are being supported, even when it sometimes feels like we're not. So, thank you so much, Lisa Brandis, for bringing thank the you. magical Anya today. And um, yeah, I can't wait for our next conversation. Me too. Awesome. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and right back at you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Galactic Guidance. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. And we would so love it if you also shared it with your friends. Until next time, remember to stay connected to your own inner guidance and trust the journey ahead.